guys. Hey, what's going on? My name is Chris Huckes, and this is your best life defined. You know, I think one of the biggest blessings in my life, one of the most important blessings in my life has been my wife, Sandy. Uh, we've been together 39 and a half years. Uh, we met when she was young. She was about 14 when I met her. I was about six, maybe not quite 16. We've been married. She, she was my junior high sweetheart, actually. And I think about all the struggles we've been through. I remember, um, I, I'll do a podcast later on, but I remember it dawned on me the other day that we don't even have wedding pictures. When we got married, there were six people at our wedding, and, and that included everyone. That was the bridegroom, the, the preacher, and witnesses, and then we had one wedding crasher. And I've said this before, but... You know, I think there's this assumption when we fall in love and we start going through that, that, that somehow or another it just, it just works out. And if it were one-sided, if life was a lot less complicated than it is now and, and, and things were different, maybe that would be the case. But, but I've noticed that a lot of people who get into these relationships, they get into these relationships and they can't understand why they don't work and why it's so difficult Great relationships are difficult. It's it's hard to have a great relationship. And part of that is because even if you want to believe it, our entire life up to the point we get in a relationship is about ourselves. It's about selfishness. It's about what I want, where I want to be, where I want to go. And then there's nothing in our life, there's nothing in the interim that teaches us another way to think about that. In fact, you know, that's ingrained in us. It's called self-preservation. And then you add someone to your life and anytime things go awry or anytime things go against what we want as individuals, that's where the problem starts. And it's only for those of us who are willing to say, you know what, maybe I'm not the best at this. Maybe there's something I can learn from this, that your relationship goes to the next level. See... In the 39 years I've been married to Sandy, the one thing I know is that selfishness doesn't work. You cannot be selfish. You have to be giving. You have to give more to your partner than you do yourself because that's the only way that you find the balance because from the time you were able to walk until the time you got into your relationship, it was all about you. And then you get into a relationship and all of a sudden you're expected to, to yield and to compromise and to think of someone and to love someone more than yourself. Sorry, it's easier said than done. I mean, the divorce rate would say that it's easier said than done. And what's what's really ironic about it is, is that you fall in love and there's those connections and those things that you have together. But be, simply because we don't have the tools to, to deal with the sharing part of it, because that's what relationships are about. Relationships are about sharing it's the ultimate test and you will share but the other side of it is that you share your heart too and and unlike relationships with people you meet casually or your co-workers there's an intimacy that creates that ah the hurt and the hurt it hurts so much more it hurts so much more when when it's the person you love the person that you've been vulnerable with so what do you do if you want to have an amazing relationship, you have to become an amazing person. If you want to have an amazing relationship, you have to become a giving person. 
And it can't be one-sided. If I give everything to my wife and she gives nothing back, I'm the one that gets robbed. I'm the one that gets the short end of the stick. And there's no balance there. I think that's where we're at now. I think, you know, um, we've had a few disagreements here and there. And I think about every three or four months, things build up where there's anxieties or external pressure on us. and, And it comes out in certain ways. But what I've found is that, you know what? I can do better. I remember the last discussion we had. We were debating something about what we were doing and the direction our life was headed and just trying to make the best of this life we have. And someone I know told me, you know what, you can do better. And I thought about that and I thought, yes, I can do better. And that was how the conversation started in resolving this issue was, you know what, baby, I hear what you're saying and I can do better. I can be kinder. I can be more yielding. I can be more considerate. But in order for you to live your best life in your relationship and to have a great relationship, you have to want that. It's not just going to happen. You want to have that great relationship. And what's cool about it, let's just say, let's just say that your partner is not ready. Let's just say your partner is not quite ready to to yield and to say, okay, I'm going to love you more than myself. Your kindness, your empathy, your consideration, and your unwillingness or your willingness to give more and to be a better person for the person you love, it will change them. It will confuse them. It will baffle them. They'll be like, why aren't you yelling at me? Why aren't you mad at me? When your responses change, their responses will change accordingly. And all of a sudden, the conversations that used to threaten them and and used to be the subject of, of debate and arguments and tears and heartache are now just conversations. See, there might be a lot of things that you've heard me talk about that you're thinking, oh, he don't know shit about that. Well, I know about relationships. I know about relationships because mine wasn't supposed to last. We weren't 16 years old when I married her, baby on the way, 18, unemployed, no education. What I learned is that when I stopped fighting her, when I stopped fighting with her and I started listening to what she had to say, and then instead of just ignoring what she had to say, I decided, you know what, I'm going to be better at this. I'm going to learn how to do this. You know, here's an example. Just the other day, we were kind of having a a debate or a conversation. It was my wife's impression that I get irritated when I go shopping with her. She was headed to town. She was going to take off. And we don't go to shopping very often. But oftentimes when I do, my wife's impression of me was that I was eager or in a hurry to be out of the store. And it was kind of an upsetting conversation because I, I it kind of caught me off guard because I didn't think I was portraying that. But that was her perception. Now, what that could have done was that could have created a dynamic where we were angry with each other and we were frustrated and I was hurt and and things didn't work out. And sure, there was some emotion involved. I felt kind of shamed by what she had said to me in, in regard to her shopping with me and why she didn't want me to go shopping with her. But what it came down to was by a, by being able to talk, by having the skills to be able to talk and ask questions and to bring my level back down to where it's supposed to be and not where it always went to. Not that is not getting angry and frustrated and start being up speaking from hurt feelings and not from logic. And as it turns out, I just told her, I says, well, here's the deal. Let's just do a safe word. 
if she feels, I told her, says, if you feel like I am in a hurry, you feel like that feeling comes up in you to where you feel like you need to hurry or rush, then all you have to do is ask me, are you in a hurry? And I'll say no. And because I heard you say that word, ask me that question, then I'll just go do something else. I'll just, I'm going to step her down, bring her down in low gear and slide away. Go look at the guns or go look at the, the backpacks or just slow my pace down to give her the impression, uh, the, give her the message that, yes, I'm right here with you, baby. We can do this all day long. That's a skill. It's developed. That's what, that's what makes a great relationship. The ability to, to have a conversation without tears. See, I can be kinder. I said in a previous uh, podcast, I think the name of it was, I would do anything for you. And it was a conversation about, about the promise we make to the people we love and then how easily we forget that when they infringe on what we want, you know they'll ask us to not go golfing this weekend or maybe not go fishing this weekend. We're like, what do you mean not go golfing, fishing? You get to do what you want. But that's kind of contrary to the words, I will do anything for you. I would take a bullet for my wife. Yeah, but would you not go fishing with the buddies one weekend and go to a baby shower with her? Or would you not go fishing one weekend so she can go look at furniture and feel comfortable with you? Huh. Changes the dynamic a little bit. I uh, I threw a podcast out early on about Brene Brown. Brene is an amazing woman. She spent a lot of time doing the things she's doing. She's develop, developed a an amazing brand for herself. And I don't mention the brand. I mention the brand because I'm envious of it. Because not only has she got a great brand, but she has a great message. And it's worth it. I mean, she's not just, it's not a smoke thing. She changes lives with the things she's she's done and the books she's written. And that was one of those steps in growth. That was me becoming a better person and ultimately my wife becoming a better person. And that's why I say great relationships don't just happen because the new wears off. And then there's the you and, and them. And in that, you have to find that common ground where you learn to communicate and you learn that you are not the most important person in the relationship. And that you learn that it's okay. You don't, have, you don't need to be asked to do the dishes. If there are dishes in the sink, I do them. You know why? Because it keeps my partner from doing them. And more than that, it gives her an opportunity to appreciate me. Because when I think about our relationship, I think about would would I want to be with me? Would I want to wake up to me every day? Am I the best I can be to the point that someone like her would say, oh yeah, I will share my life with him. That's That's where great relationships come from. And they don't, they don't happen overnight. Now, can they? Sure, sure. There are people who hit that stride in a relationship and their heart is all in it. And even when their heart gets broken and things get tough, they remember to use kindness in their words and consideration and to listen to their partner. Now, that was a hard one for me because it was hard for me to take criticisms. Because everything my wife had said to me up to that point before I started changing and we started changing was criticism. It was a judgment. It was something that needed to be defended. But sometimes it's just something that needs to be said. You know, I, I use this our, our conversation a lot. I use this position. And, and there's an th- emotional position. It's called neutral. Emotional neutral is what I refer to it as. 
And I, I learned it from working in prison. So I would deal with inmates on a regular basis. And, and oftentimes these guys were irritated or upset. And I, by watching other people and by watching how my interactions went with inmates, what I learned is that the last thing you want to do in any emotional situation is jump in that emotional car with that person. If they are excited, the more excited they are, the calmer you get. If they're angry, the kinder you become. But you cannot balance, you cannot accent or add to the level of energy that they're carrying because it does nothing but destroy your ability to communicate. So even now, when we're having tough conversations, and we have, COVID-19 has put a serious damper on our travels. It was not my plan to spend this much time in Colorado. And granted, I love Colorado and I love my kids, but... We've had some moments, and in those moments, I remember I have to remind myself, stay neutral. Stay neutral. This is not about you. This is about us. And in doing so, what it does, it keeps me from falling back on those habits that I created that, that were within me for so many years where she would say something and I would yell or raise my voice or start making comments or judgments against her to defend myself. I don't have to do that anymore. Say what you want, darling. I'll listen. And just so you know, the thing I will tell you is I will make it better. Tell me what's wrong. I'm the first responder. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help us. And when she adapted that same attitude and I get to talk to her and I get to share my stories with her. And I don't just say things anymore to appease her. I, the promises I make, I keep. When I said, I won't, I'll never yell at you again. I don't yell at my wife anymore. I used to. She don't yell at me anymore. And if she's not ready to talk about something, I don't follow her around the house and push her into it, push her into a, a debate or a battle about the things that we need to talk about. I give her her space because in that builds trust. And it's within that trust where you know you can come to that person, your, your best friend, your, 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 your hero, without being hurt, without getting crushed, that you become better together. And that's where your great relationship comes from. That's where an amazing relationship relationships are born. And it's a continual process. You know, your best life defined, I don't think there's any place that's more important than it is in your relationship. Are you being the best person you can be for the person you love? Are they being the best person they can be for you? And what's cool about that is no matter where you are right now, you could be living an amazing life. One choice, there is one thing, and all of a sudden, your life just gets better. And that's, that's what I look at. No one, no one ever reaches the top of this living your best life ladder. You don't get to the top of this mountain because it's endless. No matter how good you are at it, there's always room for more kindness. There's always room to learn more about how to make things even better. And it might not be about your relationship and how you get along. It might be about the experiences you share. It might be about the stories you share or the quality of time you share. I really appreciate the sound of my wife's voice. And I've said this before, the biggest fear I have in my life is that there's going to come a time when we have to say goodbye and that scares the hell out of me because I don't think I'm ready. I don't think that's one of those things I don't think I will ever be ready for and it's coming. 
But on the upside, it gives me the energy and the desire to be better, to love her more, to, to understand her more, to support her more, to give her the support she needs and the encouragement she needs to be the best person she can be. That's where great relationships come from. Um, you know, it's sad to me. I see people and people get divorced because they can't get along and it goes from this loving relationship where the sky is the limit to this dreadful situation where there's a lot of anger and hurt. And what's ironic about that is in is that for both of those people who step away from that relationship, the new relationship will be the same. It'll be all flowers and unicorns and lollipops and it'll be wonderful in the beginning. But then we fall back into our old habits, into the habits that allow us to survive as individuals. And pretty soon the arguments will start and the debates will start and the disagreements will start. And it will be a mirror of the relationship you just gave up. And it's because until we fix who we are on the inside, until we fix who we are and we understand ourselves, we will always struggle at understanding other people. And until we, until we accept the fact that no matter where we are in that relationship, we can do better. And there's no compromise. There's, there's nothing lost by being kinder. There's nothing lost by making a promise to not yell or to try not to raise your voice or to, to sit back and listen, to, to look at them as they speak and try and understand what they're saying and work to solutions. Because you will have debates. You will have rust spots. Because relationships evolve. If you want to live your best life, Start with your relationship. If you want to live your best life, start with the person you love and show them that you can be better, that you can be a better version of yourself. And that involves kindness and compassion and empathy and a true desire to understand and not, not to change them into the person you want them to be, but to love them for the person they are and to step aside and, and find a way to hold each other accountable to the standards that are set by both of you that are shared, the moral goals and the ideas and the dreams. When I think about my life, Sandy and I, we, I mean, think about it. We had the big house and all the stuff, and then we start talking about traveling and selling it all and living in a 41-foot fifth wheel. And, and I remember people telling us, you, you can't, you're not going to make it. You're, that ain't going to work. Well, no, it wouldn't have worked. Except for when we made this decision, we were already on the road to living our best life as a couple, to sharing our best life together, to being better for each other. So when we look at the struggles and the hurdles we faced here, was it easy? No, not all of it's easy. But it's because we had those skills and we continue to grow as individuals and our focus was not on ourselves, but on each other that we've been able to accomplish this and we continue to grow because of it. And that our future together is exciting and it's energizing. And, 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 you know, there are a lot of people in my life I love, but the most person, most important person in my life is my wife. I don't, I don't see any regret. In fact, she took off today so I could get a few podcasts done and get a few things done around the RV. And she asked me, do you want to go with me? And I did. I did want to go with her. I wanted to go shopping with my wife and I wasn't in a rush. And I had to say no because 
I have priorities and I have things that I'm obligated to. And it's a good feeling in a way. It's a good feeling to want to be with her instead of be where I am. Because, I don't know, she's she's amazing. And, and I would choose her. I do choose her. And I choose to be the best person I can be for her. And we have a great relationship for it. That's why we've been married 39 and a half years. And what's really cool is my children are watching. They're watching the evolution of this. And, and I see it in their own relationships where kindness comes first. And where they're, and it's not perfect. It's not perfect. I'm not trying to imply to you that I live this utopia in my relationship. But when things get rough, we have the tools to get things back on track, to smooth things out and to make decisions and choices and to talk about things that need to change so that we can continue our forward movement, our forward momentum towards a better relationship and a better life. See, we don't, it's about not accepting where we are. It's about wanting to be where we want to be. And I want my wife to love me. I want my wife to think about me and smile when I'm gone. I want my wife to wish I were by her side. And that doesn't happen because I just show up. That happens because I show up and I take action towards those things. And when she sees me coming, she knows she gets the best part of me. Are you showing up? Are you showing up in your relationship and being the best person you can be for the person you love? Do you walk past dishes on the table? Do you hesitate to grab the vacuum cleaner and vacuum? Do they ask you to do things and you say, "Ah, I don't really want to do that or jump up because not because you want to do it, but because it's for the person you love. That's the question right there. So anyway, I know this story. I've lived it. And I have to be say that I'm thankful for it. So take a look at your own life. Take a look at your relationship and ask yourself, what skills do you need and what's, what's going on before you ever step away from it? And no matter how great it is, there's one opportunity to make it better and it's in your next choice. And all you have to do is define it. So I appreciate you listening to me. I appreciate you showing up. I appreciate the fact that you jump in every day and you follow my podcasts, even though they can get lengthy. And sometimes I get winded. And of course, I don't follow a script other than just the topic because I know these stories back and forth because I've lived them and I continue to live them because I do want to give you more value. I want to give you as much value as I can for the time you spend with me. So in any way, as always, just remember today's your day. Make it a good one.